0: Hi, I'm Jen Gibson, and this is Brain Weasels, the podcast where people with first-hand knowledge of mental illness come to talk about mental health and the therapeutic fun of pop culture. So, if you have those pesky brain weasels, you've come to the right place. This is the third of three episodes featuring the effortlessly charming people, Christy Seats and Lee Pruitt. This is maybe the best of the three episodes, so listen to this one if you don't listen to any others. We talk about everything, everywhere, all at once. Bojack Horseman and Rick and Morty. Um, so spoiler alerts, okay? So we jump into this episode. We're talking about Buster from Arrested Development.
1: Buster's the most awkward. This is Lee Pruitt. Every scene with him in it, I'm like, oh, get ready for cringe.
0: This is Christy Seats.
1: Every time I see him in another show, it's so
2: weird. I can't. <laughs> Being oh, I like a regular person.
0: <laughs> I can't. I can't. He's Forever Buster now. Um, well, in Veep, he played a kind of a similar character. Yeah. It was very awkward and uh, oh,
2: I don't God. know. I do have to say this. Um, he This this go kind of goes back to something I thought of, but he was in an episode of Community. Um, it was like the pottery class. He was yeah, the pottery yeah. class teacher. And when you guys were talking about like, you know, watching a TV show and relating some of your experiences or parts of your mental health or mental illness to the the character. That episode is so, I I don't wanna say important, but I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, oh my gosh, that's me. Because the story goes, Jeff is in this class and he's so used to being good at everything. He's so used to being good at everything but he figures out he cannot, he's terrible. He cannot do the anything in the class and he gets really frustrated with it. And they kind of do a little deep dive where, you know, flashback to his mom talking to him like, you are so special. You are so no. smart. <laughs> yeah. You are so like just talking him up, like making him believe that he's so capable of doing anything. And then, you know, at the of course, at the end of the show, at the end of the episode, you know, they kind of he realizes like, I, I don't have to be good at everything. Like I'm, I'm not gonna be great at everything. And so they kind of like redo that clip of his mom. And he's like, you're a normal person. Yeah. You're gonna be good at some things, but bad at a lot of things, you know? And I was like, that's, <laughs> that's me, great. that's me. That's the kind of stuff that I needed to hear growing up. Yeah. Cause I was always yeah. like praise so much when I was little, you know, oh, you're so smart, oh, you can draw so well. And so once I, you know, got to be an adult and like learning that things are harder than they used to be, you know, it just, mm-hmm. I, I broke down, you know? Yeah. And I was like, this episode speaks to me.
0: Yeah, yeah. you don't have to be good at everything because yes. you're not going to be, kids yes. need to hear that. Yes. Yeah. And parents don't want to say, yeah, but yeah, because yeah. you want
1: to like hype your kid up. You want them to mm-hmm. feel good. But that's not the solution that people need to hear. Mm-hmm. They need to hear things like, Oh, I like what you did. I like yeah. I like what you did. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. you know, like, tell me about it. Like, have them communicate yeah. a drawing with you. Like, no, don't just assume is that a, that was what I hated most as a kid, because I've drawn my entire life. And the worst question was, what's, like, is that a, and they assume what it is, and it's like, that's not at all what this is, this is a (laughs) giraffe, oh my god, get educated, (laughs) (laughs) um, it's very frustrating when you're trying to draw something, and then people assume it's something different, Mm -hmm. and they immediately, like, ask you that, but I would love it if somebody would, like, come up and be like, oh, wow, that's really cool. I really love what you're doing. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. You know, can you tell me yeah. about it? Like, like tell me, like, where'd you get that idea? Mm-hmm. Like, so when I talk to kids about that, try to do stuff, that's how I try to approach it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not a parent at all, um, but I have a lot of children in my life. So I just, like, I wish adults would approach things, like, don't make it a goal and congratulate them. Like, Uh, You're good at this. Like, don't hype them up unnecessarily. Just talk to them about it. Like, don't make it about praise or or scolding. Yeah, making it more about like communicating what's what their thoughts are is probably a much better way to teach people that, like, you know, in the future, you might be frustrated about this process, but you're helping them understand what that process is, and they might Mm -hmm. be more prepared for that frustration, like later as a creative.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also teaching kids that they don't have to be good at something yeah. in order to do it. Yeah. You, you know, do, do something that you enjoy. Yeah. You don't have to be good. You certainly don't have to be the best. No. Um, just... Have fun with it. Be creative in some way.
1: And building that communication and showing interest in it might be a good way to, like, help them see that this is not about what I create. It's about just connecting with my, you know, people around me and sharing a part of myself with them.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Make it about something different, not about product. Yeah. And that's a big problem with creative anything. Like, whether you're a writer whether you're, you know, Mm -hmm. um, any kind of media, musician, artist, or... It doesn't matter, like, you get, especially in, I hate to drop the word capitalism, but (laughs) you really uh, are focused on producing something, and that's not really what all of this is about, is it? Uh, But when you get focused on that, you end up really punishing yourself Mm -hmm. when you are not producing, and then you can't create because you're just not in the headspace for it, and that's why a lot of creative types fall into that trap.
0: Yeah,
1: I do it all the time. I feel like that all the time. Definitely
2: (laughs) trying to because I used to be like the creative type where I would draw a lot, but I just got so frustrated that it wasn't turning out the way I wanted to. I give up. I suck. I hate this. (laughs) And so like I'm trying Mm -hmm. to like go back to that because I did still like doing it and I still like, you know, like making videos and editing photos and stuff like that and um i do have this friend who she's very much a creative she is on tiktok and i love she's kind of a what i want to say she's not a mentor but you know i really admire her because like she's very open about like her learning process and not just with creating but also like her her mental health and you know being a mother and all this stuff um but her big thing is like, you know, I'm, I'm gonna do this not to, for it to turn out perfect, it's just I'm doing it for the process. I'm doing it just to do it, and she's just a big champion for that. Do it just mm-hmm. to do it. If you yeah. want to do it, do Let's it. Do it. You know. And so her name is Grunge Granny, by the way, on TikTok. Nice. <laughs> yes. I love that. <laughs> love it. But she she makes but she still makes really cool stuff. And the thing is, like she's she's a musician. I I've listened to several of her because um, she's had different musical projects. And she has a beautiful voice. Um, she played, you know, keyboard or piano, guitar, and she's just. If I guess because she, the reason why she's so good is because she just does stuff because she wants to do them. You know, it yeah. doesn't matter what the final you know outcome is. So have
0: has everybody seen everything everywhere all yes, at once? I did, yes. yes. You did yes, good. Yes, I've seen it yes, too. Yes. Um yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Oh, because please. yeah, I felt so much like her. I was mm-hmm. like uh, yeah, like I am that version in this universe. I am the one who Eleanor, you're living your worst life. (laughs) Gee, thanks. (laughs) This is the worst version of you.
2: I love that. And and just that scene in the, um, when she's talking to, um, IRS person. (laughs) Oh my god, (laughs) Jamie Lee Curtis. Thank you. And so she was just like, "So, according to this, you're an author, you're a voice teacher, you're da da da." And I'm like, "This is me. These are all of my failed, you know, interests over the past years. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh, how many people is gonna are we gonna relate to this? (laughs) What a bizarre phenomenon that that is so
1: relatable to so many people. How many of us have like?" failed career pathways, quote, quote. And then we imagine life of of what it would be like if I was an actor Mm -hmm. or a voice artist or, you know, all these things. And then Eleanor has access to all these lives that she's lived. And in one of them, she was a scientist so fucked up that she, like, abused her own daughter and, like, created, like, this really bad scenario that's, like, apocalyptic in scale. So what is your worst life the one you're living now or that one mm-hmm. i would love to for you know that question to be answered but you know you could argue that that is her most successful yeah. but her priorities were not in order right uh, um, and i love that she learned from that too by mm-hmm. the end of it like,
0: yeah oh yeah it's a beautiful movie mm-hmm. um i, I love the scene with the rocks <laughs> The yes, rocks yes so and she chases after the daughter rock like, gonna oh, get that's you. so gonna get that's you. so cute
1: And Uh, they put googly eyes on everything because her husband puts googly eyes. Oh,
2: sweet! Her husband is so adorable. It was adorable. He's like, I'm
1: like this on purpose. I'm like,
2: (laughs) oh yes. (sighs) I like at the end where you know you can Mm -hmm, see you can see that she is finally appreciating him Mm -hmm. when they're going back into the IRS building, and so and she like kisses him. You know, he's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. She goes, wait a minute. You know, and it's just like, you never see oh, her do that before. Oh. And you're like, she's she appreciates, appreciates him now. Yes. You know? And yeah, a lot of his scenes made me cry. Oh, um, yeah. I just, he's, he's just such a wholesome, good person. And um, I, don't mm-hmm. know, I think more of us should aspire to be kind of like that.
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I, I struggle a lot with thinking, you know, what if I could be really good at something that mm-hmm. I just... Mm-hmm gave up on, mm-hmm. you know, or they haven't even tried. What if I'm on the wrong path? Yeah. Like you're not, you're on your path. Exactly. It's yeah. not wrong. It's not, it's just is what it is. Um, but I really, I just loved it.
2: Yeah. I it definitely it addresses that mm-hmm. um, because definitely... I, it's, it was, it was brilliant of them to make that part of the story yeah, because yeah. I think they knew that that is such a common thing with so mm-hmm. many people that they knew it would be be relatable. and For sure. I I love
1: the conversation between the actress and martial artist version of her and uh, the very successful version of her husband they had in the alley where he's like, I think in another life, I would have really liked just doing laundry and taxes with you. And it was like, that made me cry in the theater a lot. um, Because it was really sweet. And it was like, you know, I think it's less about living your best life and more, like, just making the most of the time that you do have and yeah. cleaning up your messes. Mm-hmm. Like, she made a big fucking mess. Yeah. So, you know, she's got to clean that up. Plus, we got to see Jamie Lee Curtis, like, fling herself over a desk and, like, pl- like cr- go karate master. And it was, like, ass, like, this is so surreal. I can't believe she's in this movie. I'm, like, yeah. r- I was really tripping out about that. But, this is that Jamie Lee Curtis. So... This is yeah.
0: What are yeah. you doing?
1: Please don't stop. But... <laughs>
0: Just just stapling a piece of paper to my Oh head my grand. gosh. Oh
1: my gosh.
2: <laughs> she was
1: she was delightful. Like I...
2: <laughs> She was delightful. It, a, was, it was in a really horrific way. In, in a horrific
1: way, but it was delightful because it was her. Yeah. And yeah. It was like
0: this is the best part of this
1: movie. You're just Jamie Lee Curtis playing an IRS agent that becomes increasingly more unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> And then you get to see a wholesome side of it. You're just like, wow.
2: Oh, my gosh. I love that in another life, like her and Hot and Dog Fingers, Hot dog Hot fingers dog her fingers. and Eleanor are like like partners. And I was like, what? I oh, know. Right. And let's yes. not forget
1: this line that slipped by. And I feel like a lot of people don't think about it, but I want to point it out because it's like in a, there's a universe where we have hot dogs for fingers but it's okay because we get really good with our feet yes 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 it's like i totally this, caught that this line yes, is, yes, yes, yes. The, is what you should take away from this movie mm-hmm. because it's like even if you have no access to your fingers it's like you have other ways to achieve your goals mm-hmm. you can learn to play piano with your fucking feet you can <sighs> but you know, it's just interesting like it's like that was a that felt like it summed up the whole movie, and you're like, mm-hmm. but if you just told somebody that line, you'd be like, "What? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What did you say? <laughs> like, what, what, what about hot dog fingers? It's like, please <laughs> don't ask too many questions. I do not want many. to relive those scenes. <laughs> yeah, that actually was pretty gross. But... Yeah, it was. <laughs> I, I that was the worst uh, slash best, but also the worst. Um, even worse than the um, the fight scene where. It involved trophies and oh, no. oh, God. I, that cracked <laughs> me up. I so knew so. as soon as
0: they showed those trophies, I yes. knew exactly that, where it was going. Like,
1: wow, that's going in somebody's bum. <laughs> what a world we live in where we can look at something and just be like, Oh yeah, this is Chekhov's gun and not the good way. <laughs> this is- Loading butt plug. <laughs> that
2: was, I do like because um, that line did summarize the film but it, it's you know until we got to the end you saw her like seeing her other lives for the first time and like yeah talking to her husband and like, I saw what my life was like without you. It was great, oh, you yeah. know? <laughs> and it's just, it's like everyone to feel that way. You know, I hate to admit it, but everyone to feel that like, oh my gosh, that was me in another life. But like the more you watch and once we get to the, to the end of it, you realize that, you know, like you said, as long as you're like your authentic self and just doing, you don't have to live your best life. You just live mm-hmm. the life that you want, you yeah. know? And that's that's just such a great message i think yeah
1: yeah i think like it's really profound too that when it's all over with and you know things are settled down and she's back in her life and the timeline's all you know fine fine now quote Mm -hmm. quote uh she still after having learned this appreciation for her husband still signs the papers and just hands them to him and then you know, then tries to patch things up with her daughter, which the only nitpick I have about this movie is they really kind of glossed over that part. Mm. It's like, wow, y'all really, really hurt each other. I would love to see more closure between the mother and the daughter. But it was also, I'm not complaining because the rest of the movie was wonderful and they did touch on that. And I feel like just there were some things that got a little vague where I'm like, I still have questions.
2: Yeah. 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 still have
1: questions about y'all's relationship. Yeah. Yeah. But...
2: (laughs) It just i and you, are you talking about the the relationship between a mother and daughter yeah, yeah. i i kind of just get the feeling that now that they understand they have an understanding and they're open to it's just kind of like my takeaway is they're just they're going to work through that yeah you know i hope
1: so i, I felt less assured about it but i also just kind of like well she's grown a lot as a person and yeah i think her daughter did too yeah um also, talk about a movie that's about suicide. That mm-hmm. that movie actually, yeah, that, I didn't yeah, think about it from before, the, but mm-hmm. that's what the Black Donut of Everything Bagel is about. Mm-hmm. That's and what that suicide, is. Suicide. Yeah. Is suicide. The only way she could end it. Yeah, she's yeah, yeah. to end everything. Like you, you know. And um, I think when you're in that kind of mindset, you know, you just rather end everything, you know. And mm-hmm. that seems like the the answer to like like oh, when I put it all on a bagel, the answer is oblivion. And it's like not really kiddo uh, you know but I guess when you're overwhelmed by taxes and your parents not understanding you and all these problems that you have in Mm -hmm. life you know no matter what version of your life that you're living it all feels bad like Mm -hmm. it probably all feels bad when you see it that way but yeah yeah, it's not just about perspective though it's just about things being overwhelming and then Mm -hmm. you know that's why I'm, you know, it's nice that they had the dad character there because he's like, I know it is. That's why I put googly eyes on everything.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's just really sweet. He's so adorable.
0: He is. I think it's a you know, not feeling connected to anybody. Oh, you know, yeah. for the daughter. Yeah. Um, and not having that connection, it feels like, what is the point? Mm-hmm. And so I love that. Mm-hmm. I just love the scene when you know the mother just yeah gets up the stairs slowly but gets mm-hmm. up there and grabs her and sometimes yeah. you just you need that connection mm-hmm. somebody yeah. to hold you down for a little while mm-hmm. so yeah that was very sweet yeah were there any other like depression related shows or tv i mean shows or movies that you thought of that you'd really like to get into
1: Y'all did mention BoJack Horseman. I, I don't have any uh, input on it just because I haven't actually watched that show myself, but that is a good one. Um,
0: that's a hard one to get into because there's so yeah. much there.
1: I think that's probably why I just haven't is because it's it's a little too on the nose, you know? hmm
2: Yeah, and, yeah, it's it's a good show. It, it does cover some dark things, um, including, like, his mom with dementia. That was yeah. so just jarring and um and the thing is is like he's he's got a lot going on there are some things that i do relate to um because there were that there was that episode where he he had to go run an errand or something and throughout the entire thing he's just like in his head like telling himself how much of a piece of shit he is and stuff like that and i was like wow (laughs) i relate to that yeah yeah (laughs) um
0: and meanwhile, he's acting out, you know, and mm-hmm. he's being an asshole to people mm-hmm. because he really hates himself. Basically. Right.
2: Yeah. I think I've dated people like that, but I. Yeah. <laughs> that's not. That's not quite me. <laughs> um, and then it's like Hollyhock, who he thought was his sister or daughter. He thought it was his daughter, but turned out to be her, his sister. Yeah. And so, like, they would have little conversations, and she was like, "You know that feeling where, you know, you just you don't feel like you're worth." anything does that ever go away you know and i'm like oh no no not Not completely yeah so it's just just the fact that that they even cover it and talk about it or bring it up in conversation i think Mm -hmm. that's just really neat yeah
0: and uh diane um, who went on antidepressants and then gained weight? I'm mm-hmm. glad that they put that in there. Yes, It's like yes, <laughs> that is a real thing, mm-hmm. and people, a lot of people don't seem to understand that that is a real thing. Oh yeah, even doctors, like mm-hmm. they're like, oh, you might gain five pounds. Like <laughs> no, 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 it, it's more than that. Yeah, um, yeah. So I was glad that they put that. I in
2: like that. that. Yeah, and I like that they she found somebody who was really yeah. into her and ended up marrying him um like as she was you know yeah. like she i think she was feeling a certain way about the weight gain i think I, it's been a while since i watched it but like he just they just seemed like a good um pair yeah. you know they found somebody good for her so she wasn't out there still chasing after people or dealing with people who made her feel like crap or whatever yeah
0: and she was very ambitious and that mm-hmm. seemed to caused her a lot of emotional pain Mm -hmm. and so she kind of stepped back from that Mm -hmm. as she started to heal Mm -hmm. i love that bojack man what a mess Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. character (laughs) um and then mr peanut butter like i I wondered about him like is he is that the facade of somebody
2: who actually is dealing with something painful um that's a good question. Um, I I feel like later on in the show, they um, it seemed like they hinted at it, but yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Cause he just it just seemed like nothing bad ever happened to him, um, and like maybe like he went through a thing that may have made him sad, but not like in a clinical sense, like not mm-hmm. like full on depression. Um, I don't know but he definitely
0: like sought happiness f- like ferociously like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it was a very it was like his life like he would date people who were really happy and until they weren't mm-hmm. <laughs> anymore <laughs> and you know date well, you know young people and
2: stuff like that yeah mm-hmm. he did always date younger women yeah interesting hmm. yeah oh, might be something to that yeah uh-huh. <laughs> like reason hmm. he's got peter pan syndrome yeah oh, God. <laughs> For sure
0: i, I love being able to just that. diagnose like, cartoon yeah. characters <laughs> <All right.
1: laughs> i always feel like i'm Prefer to do that. Like I always hate when a uh, conversation when you're talking about real people when it yeah. starts going to what's wrong with them and like start to like armchair diagnose them. I'm like, please stop. This mm-hmm. is gossip and not in the good yeah. way. Like, this is no longer entertaining. You're fucking around with people's mental health and you stop. Yeah. Uh, stop talking about what's clinically wrong with them and just talk about their behavior that affects you. Mm-hmm. That's a safe topic. You know, the rest of it, it's not your business. Right. Cartoon characters, though, I love <laughs> yeah. psychoanalyzing that shit. But yeah. like, like uh, that's definitely a representation of this.
2: Yeah, there is a YouTube channel. There's probably more than one, but the one I know for sure is um, a psychiatrist reacts to blank. So there's an episode where he he watches an episode of BoJack Horseman, um, just popular TV shows, mm-hmm. uh, Rick and Morty. The episode, the oh, yeah. Rick episode. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> where there oh, I love Was an that actual episode. like therapy appointment, you know? Yes. <laughs>
1: But that's the best part of the episode. It's like the pickle Rick shenanigans. That's just typical Rick and Morty yeah, stuff. Yeah. The therapist, though. Uh-huh.
2: Oh, oh, I love her.
1: I love everything about I think the, that. Was the Susan Sarandon? Opposite. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. I think so. Um, no, that episode was great. And it's like she just straight up calls him out on all of his bullshit and 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 everything. And and she basically tells like here's the entire premise of Rick and Morty. Yeah. It's about this. It's about your toxic family dynamic. That's the show. That's so yeah. great. It's like, yeah, that's very meta of you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Another talk Dan about Harmon suicidal,
1: show. you know? Yeah.
2: Oh my gosh, there was that episode where like he had this long lost love and she yes. had evolved and she had recognized that their relationship was toxic, so she distanced mm-hmm. herself and then they reconnected and she fell into those old ways. Yes. And then she and then at the end they broke up again and like there was this weird moment where he's like you know, he, look, he looks like he's getting ready to, like, you know, zap himself or something. And he just, he moves he the last minute. No, yeah, yeah. passes out. That was dark. That was dark. That yeah. was no, sad. a lot sad.
1: of... A lot of Rick and Morty goes swings wildly from from dark to, you know, to lighthearted fun or go oh, like, you know, wild shit like sh- uh, what is what do they call it? Sci fi rigmarole. And it goes from that to here's more of the toxic family dynamic and, mm-hmm. you know, people and uh, that show is actually more about psychology than it is about mm-hmm. sci fi rigmarole. And yeah. that's why I like it. Uh, a lot of people hate on it because, well, Rick's an asshole. Of course he is, okay? Mm-hmm. We're talking about toxic family dynamics. Somebody has to be the asshole. Like,
2: mm-hmm. but
1: it gets deeper than that. Like, you can you can acknowledge what's going on without, you know, glorifying Rick and his, in his mm-hmm. behavior. He's not wrong when he says a lot of the shit that he says. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, and... But that's not the point. The way he treats people is the problem. You know, what he's saying is not necessarily the problem, Mm -hmm. but the way he treats people. Right. Uh, I love the episode in uh, season four, I think, The Old Man in the Seat, where he has the the toilet, the private toilet on a planet. He has an entire planet so that he can have a nice place to poop. (laughs) Yes. And he gets so (laughs) pissed off because somebody else used his toilet. He, he, uh breaks down the chemical composition of the turd to figure out where did they order what food was it who the fuck ordered this sandwich
2: oh my god and and
1: the whole episode is about that and then he makes an unlikely connection with this person and doesn't want to admit that they that they have like common grounds in some way and and like then gets really sad that the guy passed away before they could really get to know each other and be friends even though he didn't want to admit that they were that they could be friends the guy dies, and so now he's left with the uh, oh, I have grief. Well, he wasn't that great of a person right. anyway. And then, <laughs> and basically, it's a it's about a misconnection.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, like, like then at the end, you see him. You know, uh, he set a trap quote for, yeah. for this guy, and then he goes and sits on it himself. And you know, and ah, uh, it, it kind of it, it's a everything about Rick and Morty goes from like w- the weirdest shit, li- sometimes literally, mm-hmm. to like. <laughs> heavy emotional feelings yes. and stuff yeah so.
0: well and i love that at the end when it's like all of his like like holographic images of him yelling at himself yep. and i'm like exactly. oh this is my brain you are the king of shit you the congratulations you lonely <laughs> piece of well, shit
1: oh hell the big bad doo-doo daddy <laughs> <laughs> like yeah that's when you you feel bad about something and it's like yeah all your holographic projections are just like let you have <laughs> it, just, Jesus yeah. Christ!
0: Yeah, you do it to yourself. There's another one who's like, he hates himself. And there was one. There's another episode where he's like, like it starts out, and then uh, Rick and Morty are doing something really dangerous, and they almost die, and then they break down. And, <laughs> why and he, do we keep doing why? this? To us? And I think I may be remembering this wrong, but I think he says something like do I just feel like maybe I just feel like I don't deserve to live or something yeah, like that maybe to I that just effect. hate myself I don't know yeah but <laughs> it seems like that like there's all this dangerous shit for almost no reason yeah for, for no reason <laughs> just yeah it's uh
1: yeah it's, it's like f- I have to get this because if I do I'll be awesome you know and mm. like, that's the whole reason that they went through all that entire ordeal yeah that actually was the episode where they go through that psychological cleansing, that the toxicity episode, which was really, really good. Uh, Detox Rick is, is a whole... Very interesting because they're right that the detoxifier takes out what they think is toxic about themselves yes. because there's no other way to quantify it. It's all about what you think of yourself. And that's given to you by what other people have told you is bad oh. about yourself too. So it's like morty becomes this like like wolf of wall street character when he's got no inhibitions about like uh himself what he doesn't like about himself is you know that that he's insecure and and meek and and uh feeling gross all the time and then but he becomes extremely confident and successful and then but at the end he still allows himself to be caught yeah and the question is, why is that? Because he still doesn't like himself. He still knows that Grandpa Rick's right. Uh, Detox Rick was like, yeah, well, we're going to have to just merge with our toxic parts because this is just not healthy. That's part of who we are. And uh, we have to accept that part of ourself. And so then, you know, chaos. Uh, yeah. But it's a really good episode about being self-aware and accepting who you are as a whole and not just trying to cut parts of yourself off
2: it's I need just to not, not healthy for Rick and Morty. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah way it's, behind. it's good. It's
1: good. It's a good show. Um, yeah, the pickle Rick episode is definitely up there on the yes. list
0: of, of favorites. Smoke. So yeah, uh, the camping episode with Jerry. The, camping, <laughs> the episode. camping episode. Oh, is this the one with the kids? Yeah, yeah all of Rick's Rick children. fucked a planet. Oh, <laughs> so oh he wow, he fucked a
1: whole planet. Oh, my and God. now they're making clay people, and you know, and then uh, but the actual dad shows up and he's like you're like God had sex with Kid Rock. <laughs> oh my God. And you're like Zeus had sex with Kid Rock or something. I was like, that's the best insult I've ever heard in Rick and Morty and it's the most accurate because that motherfucker did
0: look like it. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, there's some deep stuff going on in yeah. Rick and Morty. A um, lot. A whole lot. It's a really good show and I hate that some fans are kinda of ruin it. Oh, but...
1: they do because mm-hmm. they attribute importance to the wrong aspects yeah it's like you just think you're woke and you need to sit down like Mm -hmm. that's not what the show is even about it's about toxic family dynamics it's not about rick actually being a super genius in fact i have a uh a headcanon that he's not actually a genius what's in his flask is juice from the um from the mega seeds Cause he's like, cause you know what it did to Morty, right? It made yeah. him super intelligent, but then he like goes brain dead, you know, if we do, you know, once it wears off. So I think Rick is just constantly drinking that juice so that he won't go brain dead. Hmm. And he, when he's drunk, I don't think he's drunk. I think he's running out of juice. Oh my God. That's my, that's, that's my, like, that's my, that's my theory. That's my, my fan theory about Rick and Morty is that Rick's not actually a genius. He just found mega fruit. Whoa. Them. Yeah. <laughs> so, I like that. Just harkening back to the beginning there yeah pilot episode (laughs) yeah that's why he needs those mega seeds and that's why they farm them at the citadel anyway there's a lot of things that support (laughs) this theory (laughs) take that rick and morty fans where's your god now (laughs) Ah, rick's not actually the genius you think he is (laughs) he's just a toxic old man but that's fine i still like him (laughs) yeah because the heist episode (laughs) Uh. The better, like the more. Like the first time I watched it, I was like, "I hate this," and then it grew on me.
0: <laughs> and now it's one of my favorite episodes. Oh, I still am not a fan. It just—it no. <laughs> is so irritating.
1: I, I know, <laughs> but I like heist movies, and that's why <laughs> I like that episode because I'm like, "They're right. They're exactly <laughs> right. right. This is every heist movie I've ever watched." <laughs> Um, but I like that about it and and you can definitely feel the contempt that Dan Harmon has for heist movies in this episode but that's exactly why it's hilarious because I do tend to like things
2: I love that with Dan Harmon projects like you can you can figure out what he hates Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) (laughs) it's like man I kind of wish I could I had my own TV show just for that (laughs) so everybody knows all the things that I hate (laughs) well there's your podcast it's my podcast <laughs> things Christy then hates. everybody would <laughs> then everybody would hate me <laughs> so who cares mm, I care
0: <laughs> now everybody love you they love to like you know they love to listen to uh, other people talk about things they hate other people
2: shit on things yeah <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah I know well, a I good do. bitch sesh yeah, yeah. me too yeah. yeah but with Dan Harmon I l- I love him because of the way he reacted after he was accused of um, uh sexual harassment, I guess mm-hmm. misconduct um, and stuff sexual like that. misconduct, yeah. yeah because he a- he reacted in a way that I think everybody should, which yeah. was to really be introspective and realize what you did, how it hurt yeah. somebody and admit to it and sincerely apologize, like yeah. I think he did a great job. Yeah, I think that. he did as as well as anybody could be expected to. And, yeah. like, that's why
1: I'm kind of on this um, hill of, you know, maybe a little bit of grace for people. You mm-hmm. know, you don't have to forgive people, and you don't have, right. certainly don't have to spend time with them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe let it go if they, they're at least doing right now. Like, in the present moment, mm-hmm. are they a better person than they were before? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And if I still have some feelings about what happened in the past – I just won't be around them yeah it's fine there's literally billions of people in this world you don't have to hang around one of them like yep. Yep. if you want to hang around other people there's plenty there's plenty of people yeah. out there for you and even with
0: celebrities you can avoid yeah. them yeah um, you don't
1: have to like enjoy anything that dan Harmon does right
0: yeah um i think we should probably stop there we've yeah, been showing sure. for yeah. a long time yeah. it's, I <laughs> this, has been, a lot. this has been fun yeah, though but, I, I love it that's the end of the show. Lee will be back soon and hopefully I can convince Christy to come back as well. Tune in next week. Thanks for listening.